You're listening to Swipe East, Swipe West, where we dive into the dating differences from coast to coast. I'm your host, Ashley Davis. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Swipe East, Swipe West, the dating podcast focusing on the differences from coast to coast. I'm your host, Ashley, and you can find us on Instagram at Swipe East, Swipe West. Just kicking it off with my weekend recap. It was a very busy but also low-key weekend. Um, celebrated Eid on Thursday with some friends and then into the weekend, just lots of roller skating. Um, I'm actually, unfortunately, injured right now. I damaged some nerve in my foot. Um, but I was told just to try to skate through the pain because unfortunately nerve damage can't do anything. Um, and we had a Britney Spears themed skate event Sunday and I was obviously not going to miss out on, um, celebrating the queen of pop with some roller skating. So powered through that. And, um, that's pretty much what I did. However, Actually, yet again, (laughs) tying into this week's theme, did go out on Friday after roller skating at the roller disco, was with some friends, and we were skating, ran home real quick, you know, just changed my pants, like threw on my oversized denim jacket, and when I say oversized, oversized, like I wanted it to be big, but admittedly when I ordered it, didn't realize how big it was like I'm actually terrible with measurements (laughs) and so I was trying to get like an extra large but I think I got like an extra extra large men's so bigger than I wanted but I love it I put some pins on it you know my sailor moon pin some other stuff it's like my staple jacket this is important for context anyways this guy we were with at the end of the night asked me if I was a lesbian (laughs) And I like looked at him and I was just like, no. And he was like, oh, interesting. (laughs) So I kind of like asked, is it because of what I'm wearing? Like, because someone else he was with had kept making comments on my boyfriend's linebacker-esque jacket. And I've also gotten comments mostly in LA actually, like about the jacket. Guys in Philly love the jacket. On the streets, I get complimented on this jacket. But in LA, they don't like the jacket for whatever reason, but I love the jacket. And he like kind of said yes. So anyways, unlike Alexa's situation from episode one, where she called someone gay on accident, where and then he tried to prove himself the rest of the night, I just gave this guy shit the rest of the night that he thought I was a lesbian. Obviously nothing wrong if you're a lesbian. I just don't identify that way. I identify as straight. I've definitely found girls attractive, have definitely thought about dabbling, but most of the girls I've been hit on by have no offense, just not really been my type. So the opportunity hasn't been there. I've been shot down by anyone else that has been my type, but I'm probably one of those straight girls that lesbians hate (laughs) because I'm trying to figure it out. But anyways, this is not about me. So I actually texted my friend Laurel, who's um, a guest on the show this week, and told her what happened and she told me it's because I have big dick energy (laughs) and that's why he thought that so I don't know maybe that's another layer about why I have no luck dating guys in LA maybe I'm just giving off this vibe that I don't realize and I I don't know because I've actually gotten hit on more by girls here than men sometimes (laughs) but so that was my funny story for the weekend but transitioning into this week's episode it's on the LGBTQ plus community and dating. So I'm actually here recording this and obviously I record before anything is posted. So today is International Day Against Homophobia, Transphobia, and Biophobia. So kind of perfect timing that this is being recorded. So I think it's important to highlight the community and 
dating in the community is obviously very different than an experience I would have dating or another or even a man that's straight would have dating. So definitely wanted to learn more about it because admittedly, I don't know too much about it. Um, so I have two guests on this week. One is based in LA, originally from Sacramento. Another is um, based in Philadelphia. They're both women who identify as lesbians, so it's definitely going to be focused more so on the lesbian community. And the reason I'm focusing on this is because I don't know that many gay men in LA, and I wanted to be able to have an apples-apples comparison on dating. So we'll be talking about the differences in dating in the community um, in Philadelphia and LA, any similarities, just across a variety of different topics. So, you know, using social media, dating apps, the bar scene, meeting in real life. I talked to the guests offline about like personalities and did get a sense that in the girls in LA in that community are kind of aligned to what I experienced, like a little bit fake, you know, some status overall. Again, in LA specifically, not, you know, everywhere else in Southern California, whereas Philly is just more laid back. No one really gives a shit type of vibe. But I learned a lot in this interview and definitely draw upon some of my, you know, experiences and what I've noticed from similarities and differences dating from my perspective, but wanted to, you know, again, as a straight woman, but definitely wanted to focus more on the community. And again, interesting, just I really don't know too much. I watched the L Word TV show. It's on Hulu for anyone interested that focuses on dating the lesbian community actually in LA, which I watched back in the day just from some friends that really liked it. So kind of interesting to like watch that again after hearing my friend in this interview talk. But really, I honestly loved having this interview and really appreciate the girls coming on the show. So hope you enjoy it and learn a lot too. And this week, I have my friends Laurel and Elena joining with me. Thanks both for coming this week to chat with me. Thanks for having us. Yeah, of course. So admittedly, I've said this before, I really don't know too much about dating in the LGBTQ plus community. So that's why I have Laurel and Elena. Uh, Laurel's based in Philly. So I know her. I've known her for about a year now. We became friends digitally through Instagram (laughs) and text. And Elena actually just got connected with a few days ago. Um, I had met her girlfriend at a concert, a Green Velvet concert out in LA. Um, And so she connected, her girlfriend connected me with her to join the show. So before we dive in, how are you guys doing? How are you feeling? What's new? I'm good. You know, just living uh, the best life. (laughs) Yeah, same. I would say a great day overall. (laughs) Solid, solid week so far. Uh, I actually just signed a a lease to move in August. So pretty excited about that. It's been a, a busy and rewarding day thus far. Congrats. Where are you moving to? Thank you. Across the street. (laughs) (laughs) Different zip code. 19122 instead of 19123, but still exciting. We'll have a balcony, a real luxury in in the city. So that's awesome. Yeah. So that's an upgrade and an easy move. Upgrade, easy move. Yeah, for sure. Couldn't be happier. That's awesome. Yeah. My day was okay, too. Um, I got a random text this morning from a guy asking if I had an OnlyFans account. (laughs) And he, because he said he's a sugar daddy. So 
that was how my day started. And then right before this interview, I saw a guy that I hooked up with that removed me as a follower on his Instagram account is stalking my stories. So that's, that's how my day is, you know, <laughs> well, like I could have an OnlyFans account for you. Yeah. So yeah, it's, uh, it's my day is all over the place right now. But otherwise, I'm super excited for this interview. <laughs> Laurel, I definitely want to start with you um, and talk about Philly and how it is dating in the community in Philly. So how is it? <laughs> what's, it what's it like? And I guess to, to start off from like my perspective as like a hetero uh, woman, I find that dating the guys there, I don't really date, I guess. It's more of like a hookup culture, in my opinion. I find it's a little bit easier to meet people because it's a smaller city. Um, all the bars are really condensed. And even if you're traveling to different areas, it's kind of easy to get around. But like, how do you feel it is for you in that in that sense? Yeah, I think I agree. I think as a somebody that's perpetually single, I would have to agree just on circumstance. But I think I would agree in general, though, because I think you get a lot of people that are here for a good time. And you also get a lot of people that are here for a long time. But it's like, if you want one, you're definitely going to end up matching with the other and going out with them. And it's really hard, I feel like, to find somebody who's your equal here. And I don't really know why that is. And maybe that's what perpetuates it as like a hookup culture, kind of like what you said. It's I feel like I have seen it be kind of hard to to build a sincere relationship, I'll say, in Philly, which is quite the struggle. But I'll also say it's small. So like if we're comparing LA to Philly, I mean, Philly's a large city, but it's still very small. So I feel like everybody is friends with their exes, which is totally not my thing. I have a couple that I'm like acquaintances with that still like follow me on Instagram or that I will see and not feel like I got to pull the mask above my eyes type of thing. But uh, I don't know, like I'll, I'll match with somebody and I'll go out with them and have a really sincere kind of like romantic date and really think it's promising. And then, you know, they'll text me the next day and I'll be like, what are you doing tonight? And they're like, going out with my best friend so-and-so. We actually used to date, we were engaged, but she was in a long-term relationship and now she's single and just wants to have fun. And I'm like, Oh, that's promising for me. You know, like, so I see you guys nodding. So I get it. I'm like, man, right there with you. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, okay. And I mean, that's opening a whole nother conversation about trust issues. But, <laughs> but like, it's, it's really hard. I feel like everybody is really good friends here with their exes. And I feel like navigating your own comfort level with that is challenging. So that's how I would say the the landscape is here dating. That is interesting. I definitely, from my experience, again, very different. I don't think that's as much as a thing, but I'm sure like your dating pool then becomes, to your point, like super small. And then is it ever an issue? Like say you dated someone or hooked up with someone and then you have you have a friend that knows them. Like, does that ever become an issue? Like some sort of weird, like triangle type of situation that gets awkward ever? It's never been an issue, but I will say that I... I've definitely matched with people on, let's say, Tinder and then done my little like proud stalking that I'll do <laughs> and find them on like Instagram and see that like an ex that I had follows them. And I'm like, nope, on to the next type of thing. Like this isn't even worth an explanation <laughs> or a conversation. But it's never been like an actual issue where there was like a problem. I've either just abandoned it or it was totally fine. Yeah, no, that's hard because then your your pool just gets like... It's like zero. It's yeah, like zero. <laughs> literally. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. 
Yeah, no, I, I feel like literally the same way. I mean, the community is so small that no matter who you're talking to, or if you're like hooking up with someone, pursuing someone, every single person knows someone. Every single person. You've either hooked up with someone, you've talked to someone, they're friends with someone. It's literally, it's all the same thing. You're like, hey, I've seen that person around. Literally the same exact circle. So it's just like, you kind of get used to it in a way that when you see someone, you're already assuming that you're going to know someone they know or you're going to hook up with someone they've hooked up with and it's just like a revolving circle but I mean you're so used to it so it doesn't really bother you to a certain extent you know it's the cat's honest truth so so even in LA which is a much bigger city you're still having that same problem Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. No matter where you live, it can be so big, but at the same time, it's so small. So I know um, in another episode I had, we kind of talked about, to your point, like LA is huge, but if you go out like in the same area all the time, your chances of meeting the same people or running into the same people get really high. So like if you're in West Hollywood all the time, you're going to probably run into someone that you've seen before hanging out in those bars because they're probably hanging out in those bars. So I know... Um, you and I had talked about in the LA area, like Long Beach and West Hollywood are two areas that have, at least from a bar scene standpoint, like a larger um, LGBTQ plus community. So does that ever affect, do you ever pick kind of pick and choose like where you go or does that affect like how you meet people or the kinds of people you meet, like depending on the area that you choose to go? Yeah. I mean, it all just really depends, honestly, from my, cause I live in Huntington beach. It's very like conservative here, not a lot of gay people whatsoever. So out here, it's very different. Typically, you just have like the straight girls that are like drunk and horny, you know, (laughs) but um, you know, that's, that's literally how it goes. And then Long Beach from like what I've understood, Long Beach, like all the bars or clubs I've ever been in there or more like uh, masculine girls that I've, that I've come across. And then versus like West Hollywood, like I used to go there all the time. Because uh, it was more like feminine girls and like it was just a huge range of different people. And for me personally, like you'd eventually start developing like connections with people. And then you're like, oh, like, you know them? Like, oh, you know them too? And it's just kind of crazy. But West Hollywood is, I don't know, I think it opens the scene a lot more depending on the where you're at too. I mean, a lot of people like know of the Abbey. That's a huge gay bar in West Hollywood, also known as like the chapel, which they used to do every Wednesday would be like lesbian night. So that's when all the girls would come out. And like, that's the time like you want to go. Like, it's just like <laughs> full force. Everyone's cruising to Wednesday nights. But yeah, I mean, it's it's very different, like no matter where you are. But at the end of the day, like someone's going to know someone. So you kind of accept it. Yeah, that's that's interesting too that there's still that crossover in the different areas and that they're so drastically different like the the environments there and the types of people that you're getting. Cuz I'm down in Long Beach, that's where I live and um I haven't really gone out to any of the gay bars yet. Actually, I've been to one, the Silver Fox, which yeah. um I didn't see too many women in there. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of like gay guys. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was fun though, but Uber driver once told me actually that they had, and I I don't know how they identified, but they told me that West Hollywood was normally where a lot of men went in the community and that Long Beach was actually more of like a lesbian crowd. So it's interesting to me that you described it as more of like the 
in your experience, at least like the masculine woman would be down here and the, the there would be more of a mixed bag up in West Hollywood. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it just depends on where you go. Like the only places I've really ever been in Long Beach is like uh, the Silver Fox and then like Executive Suite. Those are only like the two gay bars that I've ever really been to. And it just wasn't really my type of vibe. It, it just, I don't know. There's a lot of like, um, like older women too. That was a big thing that I saw there. So honestly, I would just mob out to LA all the time just because it was more convenient like to meet people or like friends were there. Yeah, that's a huge trek for you too. So that's that, that you'd be willing to go up there too. It's a it says a lot. worth it, honestly. <laughs> yeah. And um, and then Laurel, I know in Philly, we have our equivalent. We have a, a section in closer to downtown called the Gayborhood. And that's where like all our gay bars are condensed. And I've, I've been to those, um, all, all of them pretty much. And I know there's a variety there, like there's Tavern on Kamak. And then there's also like Woody's, which is more of like a kind of clubby dance bar, at least in the upstairs. And then there's Voyeur, which is like more of a late night bar. But that's also like a mixed bag between like gay and straight. And they have some like drag nights too. But I want to know your thoughts. Like, is that like, do you ever go there? Like, where do you I know you I know where you live and I know like some of the bars you frequent, which are not those, but I'm curious to get your take on that area and any other places you might go. Yeah. It's so funny actually, because as I'm listening to you guys talk about LA and I've never been to California, admittedly. So I have also, I don't even know like where all the States are. So I suck, (laughs) (laughs) but I couldn't tell you where these places are on a map, but I'm like, I like look at people's like, you know, like uh, distance away and I'm like two miles. That isn't going to work. So I'm that, that was friggin' hysterical listening to you guys like oh yeah i'd shuttle myself across the state to get to this bar (laughs) i'm like nope not me um but but yeah the gayborhood i don't know i feel like if anybody listens to me talk about the gayborhood that really likes the gayborhood they're gonna get offended but i think that when i was younger and i went there it was really great because you are younger and you're experiencing your sexuality and you're experiencing kind of being free in the world and dating and you can have a really good time and get you know, crappy on the second floor of Woody's and fall down the stairs. And it's great. But as an adult, I feel like it's very insincere. It's not like the place where you would go if you want a relationship necessarily. Although I actually know people who have met their significant others there that are in long-term relationships. So I guess that's just a personal thing, but I don't, I don't go there anymore. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I turned 29 this year. I feel like Pride is really great. I know that it's all meant to be a safe space and a space where you can totally celebrate yourself. But it's just, yeah, I, I've faded myself out of it now, unfortunately, for this conversation. Yeah, bar scenes and stuff are definitely not typically where you meet like the <laughs> life, you know, I got super lucky. I actually met my girlfriend downtown HB at this place called Hurricanes. And it was red flags from the beginning. I'm telling you guys. <laughs> It was awful, but we had a good time and like it just kind of naturally happened like over time. But yeah, bars, I would definitely say you're going there for a good time. Not a lot. (laughs) Definitely. And there were definitely good times for sure. But, uh, (laughs) you know, I feel like personally, if I'm putting an ad about myself out there, I'm definitely not looking for necessarily just the good time anymore. So yeah, the neighborhood it's there. It exists. There's a lot of really great restaurants there that's showing my age a lot, but that's true. 
Yeah, that's. <laughs> but yeah, in terms of going out and, and navigating the dating world through the neighborhood, I think it's a little bit of a younger uh, scene. That makes sense. So I guess then my follow up question to that would be: so if you are looking for a relationship, is it through the apps? Like, how are you? Like, Elena, I know you kind of got lucky, but aside from that and before that, I mean, like, how? What are you doing to try to meet people? Is it just through? Like just like going out to regular bars, bar bars completely off the table. Is it through dating apps, mutual friends? I know in Philly it's harder because your circle, like you're, there's all that crossover. It sounds almost similar in LA to be honest. So what do you do? <laughs> I guess I mean pre COVID. Yes, <laughs> I we you know like pre COVID is quite different than current situation. So I feel like going out before the pandemic hit, I would talk to anybody. You know, like I live in Northern Liberties, which is a small little part of Philadelphia. And there's a couple little bars and it's a really good scene, I feel like, for kind of meeting someone, having a chance encounter with somebody, I guess. A lot of times I would absolutely hit on somebody and they would be like, are you hitting on me? And I would be like, should I not be? Um, <laughs> but but uh, <laughs> listen, if you're wearing a flannel and a beanie, it's, it is what it is. That's it. That's <laughs> it. I'm like, that's, that's the uniform. <laughs> but and that's, I mean, it. that's just facts. But uh I feel like now with COVID, and I mean, I was on apps before then too, so I'm not going to kid myself. But uh, now definitely with COVID, I feel like it's apps and you you have to like really think about if, it, if it's an effort that you want to put out there, I guess, because it's, you want to meet people, you need human connection during the pandemic and we've all been inside and now we're all getting vaccinated and that's great. But uh, you, you don't want to like put yourself at risk for no reason now. So it's like, I'll say Philly last year implemented if you're going to get drinks somewhere, you also have to get food. And for some reason, like there's a paralyzing fear of sitting down at a table with somebody to get food, even though I'll sit down at a table with somebody and drink eight beers. So it's really hard to like figure out what is worth putting yourself at risk. You know, like you want to have a really good connection with somebody now before you go out with them. When before it's like, oh, I've been talking to you for two hours. Do you want to go to happy hour? I guess, yeah, dating apps, dating apps these days, at least until the world maybe gets back to normal or, or until I find, you know my soulmate on tinder it's not it's not it's not a weird thing though dating apps for me personally i've actually had a relationship with only like one person that i met off of um, a dating app overall for me it's more of just like a hookup or when i'm bored type of thing or if like you're getting over someone or doing something it's literally just taking care of your time so you're just swiping and then half the time you guys don't even meet up or like someone flakes or it just goes limp on you. I don't know. But <laughs> surprisingly, I've met actually really cool people off of Tinder that I'm friends with and that like I've never done anything with or whatever. And we just catch the vibe and we're like, you know what, like you're just like a cool person, but we don't want that at all, you know? But yeah. Dating apps are a huge thing. And I feel like that's, that's the way to go, especially like in the community, just because I mean, it's not every day, like you walk outside and you're just like, you're gay, I'm gay, like, oh, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just, it's exactly. hard. To come across, but it's just easier to be like the dating apps. Yeah. And I've met really good friends off of dating apps too. That actually just like sparked something in my head. I met a girl a couple years ago who actually lives in Toronto, who was working as you know like a tour lighting she's gonna kill me if she ever listens to this and i get it wrong it was like a tour lighting specialist and she was like on tour with 
bands and shows and was coming through Philly. And I matched with her and in like the week that she was here, I was able to go out with her and we tried a relationship, which didn't work because she lives in Ontario. But now she's one of my best friends and I've gone and visited her. We went to the film festival up there. We have tattoos together. So, you know, Tinder definitely is good for a multitude of things. So I totally agree with you. For sure. That's awesome that you did that. I feel like I have the worst luck with Tinder. <laughs> yeah. Was- <laughs> Give us a story. Tell you a story. I don't, I feel like I haven't honestly used Tinder in like several years because it was so bad. I just get like, we- like really weird messages. Like one time someone asked if I wanted to get Ash laid. I was like, <laughs> Men are I was like, LOL. Oh man. Yeah, that was a memorable one. Um, that, but yeah, you're clever. I don't know. Like, well, <laughs> that was an old one. And well, I think like they used to be like when it was newer, they used to be more clever because it was like new and they were like, I can be funny. Uh, and I actually back in the day when I was, I don't know, like six or seven years ago, like I actually used to go out on dates on it before like Bumble and Hinge and all these other ones came out. But now that there's all these other apps, like I think uh, Tinder's more of like a sex hookup app at least from my experience and they're not afraid to jump like right into it and i'm not i'm more like laurel like i'm not really that much of a big relationship person either like if i meet someone and i really like them like i'm not necessarily going to like fight it um but it's not always what i'm looking for but they're just like so in your face about it and if if i don't know them i've never met them before like i'm not gonna like just my own personal thing i have i know people that don't aren't like this but i just don't want to go to your house and like i don't know like yeah like, fuck you like maybe like i don't know every maybe something will happen but oh for sure i feel like instantly if someone's like hey come cruise over automatically i'm fucking this person a hundred percent that's in my head that's it right do you go do you go though depends i mean like i definitely have and i've had like scares from it like i kid you not there is this one girl that i matched on tinder with this was years ago, but she was cool, whatever. And she was like, hey, like, do you want to come over, blah, blah, And I was just like, honestly, down, whatever. And I went there. And let me tell you, it was the most awkward encounter I've ever had in my entire life. It was just, she wasn't like the same, like, personality-wise. And I'm trying, I'm like, okay, maybe she's shy, like, whatever. It's not that big of a deal. And we ended up, like, going to her room to, like, watch a movie. And, you know, watch a movie. I was going to do it, but I didn't. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And her roommate came in the room and was just like chilling on the bed with us and watching this movie. And I'm sitting there and I'm just like, is he going to leave? Like, I don't I don't really know what's going on right now. I was going to say it was so it was a guy. (laughs) (laughs) It was a guy. It was literally a guy. And we're all just like chilling, whatever. And uh and I told her, I was like, so is he going to like leave? Like, what are we going to do? And she was like, I don't know. Like, I feel really bad trying to kick him out of the room. And then he got super awkward. And I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, I'm not really sure. Literally like an hour later, she finally told him to like get out of the room. Because I'm just like, what are you doing? Is this going to happen? We ended up hooking up. And it was just so fucking awkward. That instantly she fell asleep and I put my clothes on, dipped out so fast, and I've never talked to the girl again. Like it was so, it was so weird. So weird. 
Wait, so just to confirm, did he leave the room or did he stay? Yes. No, he <laughs> okay. He finally he left. left the room okay. after like an hour. And I was just like, I got to the point where I even asked him, I was like, so are you going to like, are you staying in here? Like what? And he was just like, oh, and then it just, it was so awkward. I don't even know why I did it. Honestly, I'm just like, oh, it was weird. That was a weird experience. I mean, sometimes it's like desperate times, man. Like you just, yeah, I was like fresh out of a breakup. I was like, (laughs) I'm sad. Like this is going to happen, whatever. But yeah, definitely a weird time. I feel like I have to say too, though, like, just to clarify, I'm saying Tinder like I'm saying Band-Aid. It's like Tinder is like the word okay. for in my head. Because True. like, you know what I'm saying? Like if I, I, like the differentiation between Bumble and Hinge and Tinder to me, it doesn't exist. But I, it does, but it doesn't in my head. So just if we're talking about dating apps, yeah, Tinder for sure is the one you go to for like a, a quick, a quick one. exactly (laughs) but it's all all the same okay got it because when you kept saying tinder to be honest i was like is that like the app of choice because that's like my least favorite (laughs) not the app of choice definitely just the only word that i know like what's your go-to if like you're actually trying to like i don't know like what's your favorite i had a serious relationship in 2019 off of hinge um i've also had serious relationships off of tinder so i should say like i have had like I said I've had good experiences off of Tinder and also terrible ones but Hinge I feel like is the sincerest of the the dating app in my personal opinion see I don't know anything about Hinge because I've been out of the game for quite some time now Hmm. so when I was like on dating apps Hinge like wasn't a thing but Tinder was mostly for like straight hookups straight to the point and then Bumble. Bumble was a huge one for me. Like I just felt like the girls were more attractive and just Tinder was so all over the place. Like you constantly have like people that have never been with the chick or like completely straight girls that are just like, I'm curious to see how this goes. Uh, <laughs> it's fine. Like it's totally normal. Or you always have like the threesomes that are like me and my boyfriend. Mm. So common on Tinder. And I'm just kind of like, ah, Tinder is not the place to be. I see the threesomes on Bumble too. Yeah, I see them on Bumble too. Like a a guy will show up on mine, like him and his girlfriend, like looking for a third. Sometimes I match with them just to see, but I'm too scared (laughs) to like. (laughs) I matched with a girl. Well, this is like that was the last time I ever did that I had swiped right it was on tinder actually I had swiped right on a girl that I thought was really attractive and then we matched and then it was because I hadn't gone through the profile that I realized it was a couple and they messaged me and said hey girl can we take you to Wegmans and Wegmans is like a supermarket around here that like has a little cafe in it but it's like a kind of a crappy like Trader Joe's type of supermarket no offense Wegmans And I was like, first of all, (laughs) it really depends because I'm not rich and I would love you to pay for my groceries, but also Wegmans. Like, am I not good enough for a Whole Foods? That's where you want to take me? And my friends were like, you have to answer them. You have to go. And I was like, I would love to like see the rest of my life. So I'm going to (laughs) unmatch these two people. But, uh, but yeah, that was that was the only time I've ever matched with a couple, but definitely a lot of couples. Yeah, that's interesting. I find too that Bumble, <laughs> don't laugh at me, Laurel, um, that Bumble, I feel like the people there are more attractive, but Hinge, they're more looking for relationships. So it kind of sucks because I'm like, I find like not as many people attractive on the relationship app, but there's the people that are attractive on like the Bumble app 
are like douchey. <laughs> and then Tinder, I just don't use. But I know, I know you both aren't obviously on Grinder also because that's you know like a, a male app, which Laurel confirmed for me because I wanted to like you know make sure I didn't say something stupid. But I have some, <laughs> I have some friends that have shown me some of those messages and like straight up dick pics, and that that is wild. I think that's a different level. That's like a level above anything that exists for lesbians, <laughs> at least on my from my vantage point. I feel like Grinder is another. Yeah, above. that's not. Mm-mm. No. Yeah. <laughs> Flat out got stuff, and I'm just like, no, yeah, that's never happened. <laughs> I feel like dating apps either you're looking for a hookup or people are straight jumping into a relationship after like two days of knowing you. I mean, that's just how it goes. So, another question I have is a little bit similar to dating apps, but for social media, are people like sliding into DMs, like using social media or like taking thirst traps and everything, like stalking the story, like I said I did earlier to see if someone they like is doing it? Is that also as much of a thing? A hundred percent. hundred percent. Honestly, I mean, whenever, even when you go out, the first thing I ask is for someone's Instagram. Because one, I want to catch like the vibe of who they are. Two, I want to see if you know any of my friends or like who you follow because I know something's going to happen. And it's just kind of like you're trying to just catch the vibe a little bit more. But yeah, sliding into people's DMs is a huge factor. And it's just kind of like what I've realized every single time like I did start talking to someone or dating someone, that's when everyone comes out of the woodwork. I swear to God. Everyone <laughs> is full force trying and I'm just like, what happened? Like, I'm so confused. But yeah, social media, a huge factor on like who you want to get to know or just kind of like even making friends like in the community, you're gonna, you're gonna see similarities like with who people follow. I totally agree with that. I mean, I don't necessarily have people sliding into my DMs. I feel like <laughs> I'm a low key social media user but i will say i actually have a first date off of hinge date tomorrow and uh i've been talking to this girl for a little bit now just free time has not uh lined up well but it's like you said you get like a break i feel like you go on a date or you have a date plan and you're really excited about something and everybody comes out of the woodwork and you're like oh my gosh i can't breathe for one second like it you know like it's really exciting to um, have a have a prospect, and then it's like once somebody gets the sense that you have a prospect, they they want you much more. Yeah. Um, <laughs> why do they do that? It's like they have a sixth sense. Like I mean, it's crazy how it works. I'm not gonna lie. So I I have this really bad thing about me. Well, not now, but like before, I just used to be all over the place. It was ridiculous but i had a very bad problem with only liking the chase oh for sure a hundred percent i don't know why but only straight girls would like like me and then i'd be like why don't you like me back and the moment they do start liking me i'm like i'm done like you know and it's so bad but yeah dude the chase it's the chase is it i don't know i don't know what it is but having someone be like oh no like i'm super whatever i think it's the feeling that you could really be getting into something if you mutually accept that you that you like them back exactly you know i guess that's called growing up i don't know (laughs) exactly and i look back and i'm just like man it i used to be so awful 
that I'm so glad I'm not like that because I'm sure a lot of people out there are pissed off at me, which I apologize if you guys are hearing this, seeing <laughs> this, whatever it is. But to all the ones I've loved before. Literally, I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, it's just, it's so bad, but I don't know, especially, and I've, I've realized like in the lesbian community, there is a lot of like the chase going on. I mean, that's just what it comes down to. And it's, so once the chase is over are people like flaking and ghosting at all so once that like they the girl is like yeah i like you back do you just is ghosting and flaking like a thing do you just ghost them and say peace what happens next i'm thinking it through i'm thinking through my answer (laughs) (laughs) she's like what are the steps in my asshole process who follows me on instagram um no (laughs) um I don't know. I I try really sincerely not to ghost people. I don't think that I have ever ghosted anybody after I've built, I'm using air quotes here for the podcast people, (laughs) built at least a couple dates worth of a connection to somebody. I feel like that's horrible. But I, I do feel like I am notorious for absolutely burning out a relationship within a month. So I... It's like once, yeah, I guess, Ash, like, yeah, once the chase is over, I feel like mutual parties can definitely get bored and over it. I don't know if that's like an LGBTQ community type of thing or if that's just like the way that it is. But I feel like we are notorious for like the second date U-Haul type of situation where it's like I meet you and I love you and like we're getting married. And then a month later, it's like, please, I have the ick. Get away from me. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I try not to ghost people. I think a lot of times it just fades into the distance, luckily for me not having to be the bad guy in my situation, at least. Maybe it's just me being unaware that people stop liking me at the same time that I stop liking them. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, for me, I don't think I've ever ghosted anyone. Not that <laughs> I can remember, but I've been ghosted. For sure. A lot of the time is going back to like girls that have never really been with other girls. And, you know, things are going completely great, all this stuff. And then out of nowhere, they completely disappear. And after like two or three months, they'll randomly hit you up and you're just kind of like, what? Like, I'm super confused. But I think ghosting is kind of more based off of, like, I don't know, like, sometimes, especially on dating apps, you're just kind of doing it for, like, the convenience of your time. And it's just sometimes, you know? So if someone's already talking to someone or any of that's going on, you know, they're into you and in the moment they start building something deeper with someone else and they kind of just disappear and you're just kind of like, wait, where'd you go? You know, I think that's super common. With Yeah, I completely agree with that. I, I think, I mean, like, I feel like we're off the hook for that, right? If we do that, that's, you know, but I, I think once you start seeing someone, if you commit like, a, I don't know, a week or more, <laughs> two weeks or more, sure. you owe them a goodbye, at least. Oh, yeah. In my yeah. <laughs> No, the and going back to like the U-Haul situation. Actually, do you do you know anything about the U-Haul? No, can you can you explain <laughs> that to me? <laughs> no, there's like a huge thing in the lesbian community. Everyone talks about a U-Haul just because people dive so deep and so fast into a relationship that there's been multiple times, and I'm sure with you as well, 
that you see someone and after like two weeks, they're already talking about like moving in, like all this stuff. So we call it the U-Haul because be prepared for them to just like U-Haul all their stuff to you. Like it's happening. That's a hundred percent a thing in our community. I would have an anxiety attack. Yeah, no, but that's what, so it's really interesting hearing you both talk because I'm seeing, you know, like a lot of similarities, but what's interesting is I feel like it's all sounding like to me, a lot of what I feel like my experience is again, is a hetero girl in LA specifically and not so much Philly. As far as like, I feel like my experience like here and what I've seen with my friends is these really intense, like quick relationships that dive in super deep. Like one of my friends told me her friend would like be going on dates and guys and like would live with them for like a month. But then like most of the time it would kind of fizzle out and then they would move on. There's a lot of like ghosting and flaking just because Um, More so on the ghosting front, like kind of what you're describing, people are a little bit opposite of you guys, but there's so many options here. Like it's a convenience thing. There's apps, they're talking to multiple people. They, you know, can talk to different people and play the field. And if they want to stop talking to you because they're talking to like a model, like they can, like in that sense, which again is different, but um, similar in as in the type of experience that you're describing, which I do not have that experience in Philly. Like I feel like a Philly guy would like, literally run away screaming if I did a (laughs) U-Haul trick to him. So it's like super interesting to kind of hear what you're talking about and like me thinking how, like just how it is. Cause it, again, like it sounds like it's very similar, but my experience dating here in in Philly is like, was night and day. So it's like, I'm just like super intrigued by this whole conversation to be honest. Yeah, I totally think it's a community thing. It's like, if you go on a date with somebody and it's like an absolute stellar date, it's like, you think to yourself, all right, well, like I got to lock this in. How do I lock this in? Let me move into their apartment. It's (laughs) some, I don't know. It's some weird, weird thing. As long as like you're kind of, I mean, my personal opinion, like what I've experienced, as long as you're honest with someone, I mean, at the end of the day, like if you're being very straightforward with them, can they really get mad though? I don't know. I was seeing someone going off of the whole U-Haul type of thing. Not necessarily. But I met someone through like a friend of a friend and we hit it off literally within like four days. She bought us sweet tickets to like a Lakers game. And then like a week, not a week, sometime after she ended up getting us like a Giants Dodgers tickets because I'm a huge Giants fan. And it was all in like this short span of time. And I was just like, you're spending this much money on me right now. Like I don't get it. And she ended up just completely just falling for me. And I was very straightforward. I was just like, hey, like, you know, I don't really want anything with you. Like, I'm down to hook up, blah, blah, blah. And then that's when you become like the asshole. Mm. Me personally, I don't think that's the asshole. Like, as long as you're being honest with someone. But then the community is so small. Once you have one person against you, (laughs) yeah, you're talking to so many different people. And it's just like you automatically have like 10 girls that you don't even know who they are. That automatically hit you and you're just kind of like what did I do you know but it's again like moving so fast within the community that either it's just a hookup or things are moving way too fast it's insane and it's just kind of like kind of it blows your mind because you're just like whoa I kind of want to step back but such an interesting point because I feel like guys aren't like that and I mean like Ashley can weigh in I feel like they're maybe they are I don't know I don't interact with them that much uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
they don't seem like, and I don't want to say spiteful, that's such a hard word, but I feel like I, like in college, which was, oh man, so many years ago now at this point, but like my freshman year, I like kissed one girl and like my sophomore year, like I kissed another girl and like didn't want anything with either of them. And they both like resented me for it. And they ended up like dating and having a serious relationship. And I swear it was because they bonded over their like mutual dislike for me. And like, neither of them would talk to me. Like we were not cool, but I think they only found each other through like a Laurel screwed us over group. And so I totally get what you're saying about like, if you say one wrong thing, even if you think you have good intentions, you could have a number of people that are like now out of your already small dating pool. Oh yeah. That sounds very stressful. (laughs) Because I feel like, again, like just different experience from you. But I mean, I've definitely had issues where it's like, okay, I've hooked up with this guy. And then I hooked up with his friend. And now they've like found out but they just I feel like again, because it's like this like toxic masculinity, they don't even like really blame me or each other. They're just kind of like acting macho in front of like the other person maybe or just have some sort of like aggression or they'll use words just to kind of get over it. But there's never anything like super crazy of like, I'm like being outcast or the friend is being outcast, at least in my experience, like maybe it happens with other people but it definitely wouldn't be like outcast from a group of friends over it they would probably just be super salty and like say mean things when they're drinking yeah it's it's a little different from what i've seen it's just kind of like once you get in bad with one person i mean it can go left very fast like i know a lot of um i have friends that i have dated their friends and um they're just like hey I don't want you friends with this person whatsoever. Like, don't talk to them. Don't do anything. Um, one year I went to Pride and we had like a huge room of, I don't know, there's like 20, 30 lesbians, I swear to God, in, in one Airbnb. And uh, someone I used to talk to from way back in the day, which I never even met them. It was just online. Um, they were there. And when we used to talk, I just kind of ended it because I was like, hey, I don't want anything, blah, blah, blah. She got super offended, um, saw me, ended up turning half of the house against me and was just like, do not talk to this person. And I'm just sitting there like, what do I do? Do I leave? Do I stay? Like, I don't know. But yeah, girls are, they're feisty. feisty. (laughs) We could be brutal. (laughs) They're very brutal. It's scary. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. We're badasses. I don't know. I mean, I have to give women credit. Women, you know, they have no fear and they say what they want to say. And I guess, you know, it sucks to be on the receiving end of it. A lot of it, like a lot of the time, but, uh, yeah, definitely better than men. Shout out women. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to your point too, again, like I have some like male friends in the community and I, f- I mean, they can be pretty gossipy too. I don't know if they're not, I can't speak to personally if they're outcasting people. I know they're gossipy and like things get around. I've also heard, and I don't know how true this is. I don't know if either of you know any of this, that a lot of um, relationships sometimes are more open. Is that a thing? Do you know? Or am I, is that just me from the people that I've met? I don't, I mean, I don't personally know anybody in my personal life that has an open relationship but i will say if i'm on a dating app now i know not to use tinder as like a common term (laughs) and i never will again but if i'm on a dating app i feel like a lot of times i will see somebody and i'm like oh my gosh this girl's absolutely beautiful and then i like click into her profile because i've also learned that lesson and it's like 
you know, non-monogamous. And I'm like, uh, no, no offense. But, you know, obviously that's not for me. So it's a no. But I do feel like, oh, man, I don't know. Lately, especially, oh, like at least 50%, maybe more than 50%. So I don't have any personal experience with it. People that I know or, you know, accidentally talking to somebody that is in that kind of situation for themselves. But I feel like it's definitely prominent, at least around here in Philadelphia. Yeah, that's crazy. I I feel like I haven't ran into that much. There's been very few times where people like have an open relationship. I know I was like, I, I matched with one girl and she was in a relationship, whatever. Turns out that the person she was seeing was my ex-girlfriend's ex and I had no idea and I was like oh my gosh you your significant other is literally my ex's ex (laughs) but I think that's the only situation that I've ever been in with that but nothing led to it yeah I don't know I feel like I don't see that as much out here it's just kind of more kind of one-on-one I feel like people don't like sharing that much you know, yeah, for sure. And it's each his own. Yeah, I mean. yeah exactly. I and mean, if you're down, then you're down. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. I know we're almost, Laurel keeps laughing at me and I like can't. I'm waiting <laughs> for Ashley to ask me about my dating horror stories. Hear it. That was actually my next question. Do you have any dating horror stories or good ones? I don't know. Maybe you have want to share any successes um, <laughs> that you want to share? Do I look like I'm in the position to share successful dating stories right now? Um, no, I mean, <laughs> all the bad ones. All the bad ones. <laughs> all I told, right. we like, I told my friends that I was doing this. I was like, oh, guys, I'm going to be like on this podcast talking about, you know, my dating life. And they were like, oh my gosh, like how much time do you have? And they started <laughs> sending me all my horror stories. And then I had to like really think about it because I was like, I don't want to embarrass anybody or embarrass myself, I guess, more importantly, by like oversharing anything. Um, They all told me that I should talk about a story where I was seeing somebody for quite some time and it just wasn't working out. And they asked me out on Valentine's Day and I'm not a Valentine's Day person. And we ended up going out on Valentine's Day and having an absolutely horrid time. And while we were out, I was like, I can't do this anymore. This isn't working. And we went outside and she was like really sad and like crying and it was horrible. And I was like, I have absolutely got to get out of here. And so I called an Uber and of course it's Valentine's Day. So Ubers were like a billion dollars each. So I called a shared Uber. I'm not talking to her. She's like on the other side of the sidewalk and the Uber's like beep coming up. And we both walk towards it. And I'm like, you've got to be shitting me. And I had to get in the shared Uber with this girl that I just, that I just dumped. No. On the other side of the city, which like I said, Philadelphia is small, but it's not, it's not that small. I was like, I have, this is the worst moment of my entire life. But that's one that I feel like my friends really, really like, because that's the pinnacle of like the types of situations that I get into. But I got another text in saying, you got to talk about this one this morning was a girl once that, and I have so many, this is like a damn shame. A girl once I talked to her, I think I matched her on Tinder. Once again, I should learn my lesson. And we talked for a while and she was so sweet, like so, so sweet. And I really felt good going into it. And I feel like sometimes you don't feel so good. You're like, this could just be a one night thing. You don't really know. I felt super good. And I sat down at the bar with her. She was like, I should just be really honest with you up front before like anything gets started. And I was like, um, okay. And she was like, I'm actually not into you. I'm on dating apps to say yes to 100 first dates. And I'm writing a book about it. And I was like, shut up. I was like, no, 
freaking way. And she was like, yeah, she's like, I put myself on dating apps. And anytime somebody asks me something, I just say yes. And then I write about it in my book. And so you asked me out. And so I said yes to you. And I just wanted to be honest about that. And I was like, okay. And then she proceeded for like an hour to tell me about the other dates that she had been on and how like her thing was, she was saying yes to anything that the people asked her. And I was like, do you need me to call you help? Like, I don't know what to say to any of this conversation, but I feel like you could have told me this before I like washed my hair. So <laughs> that, that was one that my friends were like, you definitely have to say that one. Cause that's Wait. just absolutely bonkers. <laughs> Wait, Laurel, can I ask, like, did she say what the craziest thing was that she said yes to? Oh man. I, I can't, re- this was, this was also a little while ago. I feel like this was like oh, okay. three or four years ago, but I do remember her saying that she went on a date with a guy and the dude like didn't pick up the tab and he asked her like, can we split it? And I would immediately be like, no, <laughs> if I was on a date with a guy, but she said yes. And then she split it, but he had apparently ordered like four times more food than her. So she ended up paying like for all of his food and like her drink and salad. And I was like, why would you say yes to that? I remember being like, why would you say yes to that? And her being like, because like the the book is going to be about saying yes to anything that somebody asks me on a date and just like living through the experience. And I was like, honey, you are in danger. Yeah, that, that sounds scary. Terrible. Yeah, that's yeah. awful. Yeah. So hopefully if you're out there listening girl that I can't even really remember the name of. And that's not even just a punchline. I really don't remember your name. I hope you're alive. And I hope you're doing well. And I hope that I remember your name because I would love to look up your book. <laughs> Jeez. That's insane. <laughs> that's insane. Yeah, that's I mean, I I could share a lot more, but I'm also very conscious of No, of that's, that's nice of you. <laughs> yeah. Laurel, I didn't know you were this you could be this nice. No, I'm just I kidding. am not usually <laughs> I'm not usually, but I do actually have, a, I have a, a great load of respect for the people in my life that I've been able to maintain at least friendships with that I have gone on dates with. Not, I'll say, I'll say not friendships, but, you know, nice a- acquaintances with. So not here to, to say anything bad about anybody, but that girl don't know where she is. Hopefully she's well. Hopefully she's alive. <laughs> Cheers to you. Right. Take a shot. Yeah, <laughs> is amazing. Elena, do you have any other stories you want to share? Clubs and bars are definitely where I've had like some gnarly experiences. I mean, one time I met this chick and she was just all over all of me and my friends. Like I'm straight homie hopping to the max. Obviously, I might have been a little intoxicated. Um, so we were like smoking a cigarette outside and I caught the vibe and I was like, Hey, you want to go to the bathroom? Like, I mean, what, what's up? And that's one really bad thing about girls is that obviously we're both girls. So we can go to the bathroom whenever we want. And we were at this club and we ended up going into the bathroom and hooking up and you know, like the ladies that like hand you like the towels when you wash your hands and all that good stuff. Yes. No, I live in Philadelphia. She's like banging on the door and she was just like, you guys get out. And I was like, I'm already here, dude. Like what? Yeah. But that time was uh, was pretty good. I have to say going out like clubbing or bars, it's a lot more, it's easier to kind of just do whatever you want with a chick, like being gay. Honestly, you can 
you can go all different types of ways. That actually reminds me because so I studied abroad um, for a year in the UK and I played rugby and half my team was gay and we would go to the gay bars. But yeah, I have like some very distinct memories of walking in the bathroom and hearing and seeing some things in in the stall. (laughs) You're so much cooler than I thought you were. That's so awesome. (laughs) Yeah, I tackled some bitches, Laura. (laughs) She's tough. Yeah, I was hit on once uh, at a gay bar by a girl. <laughs> That's, That's believable. <laughs> That's great. I'm sure you you will. I mean, once Corona's over, once you go out, I'm sure that will happen a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it was no, it was it was actually funny though because it was at this bar, Boyer. And it's actually, it's like I said before, it was, it's a late night after hours. So it's really a mixed bag, even though it's technically like in the neighborhood and considered like a gay nightclub. And I, my friends were all downstairs dancing and I went upstairs to get a drink. So I was by myself and I was at the bar and this girl just like saw me and that I was by myself. And she like looked at me, looked around and was just like, oh, you're alone. And I was like, my friends are downstairs. And she was like, oh, no, honey, you're with me now. And I was like, no, I'm not. And I just like, I didn't know what to do. I just, I just felt I was drunk too. So I just like ran downstairs. It's ultimate compliment. <laughs> it's the look though. Like gay girls the thing where you look at each other and it's just kind of like, it's a certain look and you're just like, yeah. are you like, like, are you, are we? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's like, sure. looking at me the way I'm looking at you. And once you catch them, it's just so you probably did not catch it, obviously. <laughs> you thought she caught it, but it just went completely south. Wrong <laughs> Ashley so, was just kind of squinting into the distance. Okay. Girl, I, she, she she was in my eyesight to the bartender and we accidentally oh, locked eyes. Well now I know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't you know. <laughs> <laughs> awesome thanks both for joining me this week i learned a lot about the community in general and how it differs and how it's the same on each coast also that it it seems that the distance problem that i seem to have in dating with men doesn't really affect elena on you at all in the community (laughs) (laughs) really which is no it's great because that's a huge barrier for me and that i learned about the u-haul term which um is really that was something new i learned and i i don't know i i definitely learned a lot and i think uh, this was super engaging and uh, thanks both for joining me again yeah thank you honestly yeah Yeah. this this is great ash super great glad we could teach you a couple things um (laughs) I'll give you an update on my date tomorrow night for yes. anybody that cares even a little bit. But uh, yeah, this was, this was great. Super awesome. Cool. Thanks both. All right. See you later. <laughs> Bye. I'd like to thank everyone that's helped make this podcast possible, specifically Kayla McNulty that helped create the podcast, Laura Williamson, Ray Zaragoza, The Kid Inside, Ellie Bernstein, 